Destination Success, getting you ready for the Inspira National Seminar coming up in St. Louis. That and much more coming up on the School PR Podcast. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, teachers, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help educators help our kids. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Nichols Strategies. And now, here's your host, Ryan Ferran. All right, welcome back to the School PR Podcast, everyone. Thrilled you are with us. Matthew, myself, we have a special guest, Melissa McConnell, the Manager of Professional Development and Member Engagement at Enspra, and we are talking about the big conference coming up. Melissa, how are you? Thanks so much for joining us. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. How excited is everyone getting for the uh, the big conference coming up? Big time. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's the the excitement generated already just in messages, social media, the number of people we have registered. I mean, it's it's we're going to skyrocket into something new this year for sure. Cool. Wow. So on pace for maybe a record attendance and record seminar? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. It's good to see after the pandemic, which was very sad and we're all lonely and isolated. It is really good to see some of the conferences I've been to. Calisper was amazing record attendance. I was just at Casbo in Long Beach and it was just there. They had a record attendance. So I think people are craving it. They're craving professional development and the networking, I think, is even more important in those relationships and that uh, bonding with everyone and commiserating is probably the better word. So uh, I think that's great, and everyone has something to look forward to. Everyone's always so impressed with Enspra and the conferences you guys put on. So I guess let's just start with the basics for registering what they should know with Early Bird and uh, where do I sign up and what's the best thing. If I'm thinking about going, where should I go and what should I do? Absolutely. Uh, you always would start with going to the Enspur website, enspur.org. We have a tab on its own that's just seminar registration to take you to the seminar at a glance. We actually have the full program loaded there now. Registration information, costs, and being able to book your hotel all in one place. It's taking place July 16th through the 19th, but I will say we have some great pre-seminars available. So if you wanted to come in on the 15th and have a pre-seminar session, you can do that. Um, there's also some Sunday great evening events planned. And to touch back on what you said before, what's really exciting, I know the pandemic was sad, but we were supposed to go to St. Louis in 2020, you know, so this is kind of mm. our take two because we didn't get to have it. And the exciting part is that something positive that came out of the pandemic is there are more and more districts, at least in our area, that now have school PR people. So I think we're seeing record numbers of attendance at all of our, you know, the state SPRAs and at NSPRA itself, because there are more people doing the job. Superintendents and districts really saw the value in having someone on staff to do that kind of work, to communicate with their families and their publics. And so we're seeing that resonate in the number of members we have and the number of people attending our seminars and conferences. Yeah, I would echo that, Melissa, just having the benefit of getting to go to several state spras over the last several months and all the new faces in the room 
Calspers sees that every year. A large percentage of the people in the room are new. Um, but all the States Bros that I've been to over the past several months, same. It, it, a lot of new people to the profession, which is phenomenal. Melissa, you are not new to the profession. I guess before we dive too deep in, just give us a little bit of your background. We, we know your name, uh, you know, synonymous with NSPRA, but kind of your experience and uh, how you got into this position now. Um, recently retired last June after 25 plus years in public education. I did a couple of years in North Carolina. The military brought us here to the Kansas City area, and I was with one district for that entire time. Started out 15 years as an elementary library media specialist, three years as an educational technology specialist, and the last seven years as the communications department, you know, a department of one for my school district and, um, you know, did the numbers, looked at retirement and decided now was the time. But then we realized we had two kids in college. So when the end <laughs> position opened up, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. It marries together everything I love to do. You know, professional development, designing. I did a lot of that in the district I was with, um, being able to incorporate that and then engaging members. I mean, how that is the best part of my job title is I get to know members and find out what they need help them connect with others to be able to do the work they do. And just like in your saying in your intro, it says that we want to do what's best for kids. That's what it's all about. That's um, fascinating because it does seem like a perfect position for you because uh, you've been on Ensper on the board. And how big was your, what was your district and how big were you guys? Student My district was 4,500 students. I was at, I live in Kansas, but it was on the Missouri side. And we had, you know, one high school town um, and we sort of had a communications department before, but it really wasn't something that was consistent until I came on board. Um, and then now it's, you know, they hired a successor for me. So that's all you that's ultimately what you want to see is that the position lives beyond you because you've laid the groundwork there for someone else to do the work later. That's great. Yeah. yeah, you proved its value, so they kept it. So they should, they should, whoever that new person is, start sending Melissa gift baskets every month. Dang it, you wouldn't have a job without her. That's cool. I do, I do love what you said though, because we're seeing it here, and it's great. Great, you're seeing it in your area. That uh, in the pandemic, everyone realized we better get our communications game going, and our field has just boomed from it. So I still talk to a lot of my former journalist friends, and I'm like, this is, you know, 10 years ago was a great time to get into school PR, but even now it's still a great time. There's money in the field, at least for today, maybe not tomorrow, but uh, it, it is a great time to get in the field, and it it's so good to see it growing. And I feel like Enspro is just leading the way um, with this growth and really helping support. And I love what you guys do. A little bit later, we'll talk about the webinars that you guys are doing and the support. And to be honest, I was just a Calsper member for years. Then I got on the uh, Calsper executive board and they're like, you have to join Enspro. I'm like, okay. And I feel like the, the benefit of Enspro is really improving over the years and I've seen it. So I just encourage people, if you're not an Enspro member, you're thinking about going to the conference, join, go to the conference, you get the cheaper rates, but then the PD throughout the year that you're going to get is um, very valuable and it's comparable to what you're getting in your state's bra as well. And I'll just add one caveat to that, the relationships that you leave with, I think is even more than sometimes the professional development. I have so many prominent leaders across the country that I can lean on, call, you know, hey, even uh, I'm traveling through a state, I just want to have lunch with someone, or I've even stayed over at people's houses before because the relationships we build at these conferences, it's 
the 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 professional development's awesome, but your the relationships and those long term friendships are pretty incredible. I totally agree. We started a couple of years, or last year, I think was the first year where we had box lunches at the seminar. So you could pick up a box lunch and meet at a table, maybe a birds of a feather kind of thing, or it could just be, I'm here by myself. I'd love to, you know, sit down and network. And I always said that in between sessions or if a session was always packed and there was no room, and I would find so much value just even going and sitting on some of the couches in the lounge areas and networking with people that I otherwise wouldn't get to see, especially when you're from a district and you're the only person who does what you do, worth its weight in gold. So yeah. I always tell districts, you know, if, if you need to find a way to budget for it, you know, membership itself, it's less than $25 a month for what you're able to get. And like you said, the value is so there. And then for the conference, just start planning that in because then the professional development hat of things that I look at is, you know, when, when you talk about classroom teacher professional development, they're getting it for their entire class, which is going to be, what, 25 to 120 kids if you're talking high school, and the value in that and what you're learning and doing. Well, as the school PR person, your audience isn't just a classroom. It is all of your staff, all of your families, your entire community news agencies, you know, that, that the money you would spend to come to the seminar will reap dividends for your district for, for weeks, months, and even years to come. Beautiful. Well worth the investment. Oh, yeah. And total, we can tell you're a conference planner because you're talking about the benefits of having a box lunches and what that does for networking. I love that thought process because <laughs> sometimes you hear box lunches, you're like, no, let's have this nice buffet. But what that what does a box lunch do? It leads to networking relationships. So I, I yes, love that. Yes. And we and don't discourage because the chapters are always having, you know, they have their lunches where they go out together and gather mm -hmm. or they have the evening events too. And, and But it's it's for those people who may not have found their people yet. It's a great way to get to know them. And Matthew, when people say make yourself at home, they don't mean stay at my home. I mean, geez, man, let me take it. You know a what's funny <laughs> is I've had so many people offer me <laughs> to stay with them uh, across the country. And, and I have too. I mean, I'm right here. I'm, I'm 10 minutes from Disneyland. Uh, you know, we've got the beach, everything else is just 15 minutes away. And so I've, I've, I've extended the offer out as well to people uh, to, to stay here. So, no, it, it's real. It's fun. What's the website where we can uh, make a reservation at the Jennings when the Paradise Cove at Disneyland Resort is full? We can stay at the Jennings pad. That's amazing. My number's out there. You got. You just. Yeah. <laughs> if you right now, you just give me a call. I'll get you booked. Is that Marriott uh, points. <laughs> yeah, 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 I do Marriott points. I also accept coffee and, and other donations. Yes. So Melissa, so there's going to be a large group of people that are kind of on the fence. Their budget's a little tight. Their superintendent's not so sure what the heck is Enspra. So what are some of the benefits? Um, to kind of help those people convince their bosses that this is worthwhile, this year is going to be great, and I'm going to bring value back to your district so the ROI is well spent. We have some of the best sessions offered by other school PR professionals. If you want to learn from the best, you know, you want to learn from people who are doing the work now, this is the opportunity to do it, and not just – sitting in on something, you have the opportunity to talk to them, to meet them for lunch, to have that extended conversation. It's people who work in districts that you, similar to your size, it might be if you're in a BOCES or an ESA, you get to talk to other people who are in those associations or those type of situations in their districts. 
it's really unlike anything else they would have attended. And it's actually great for superintendents to attend too. You know, we come together and then do that and learn together because a lot of what we do, if you're a superintendent, either in a small district where you don't have the capacity to hire someone to do school PR, or if you're in a district where you do have a communications person and team and yourself, all of you are the key communicators in your district and need to get that word out and do it well there's benefit for all of them in these sessions. Absolutely. That's a great point too about the superintendents and those aspiring to be superintendent. Maybe yes. you're a principal. We've seen this year at CalSPRA, Matthew knows well being on the board and planning these conferences and uh, just having our recent CalSPRA, we had a record number of superintendents there. And so not only are they seeing the value in the position, but like you said, knowing it yourself and learning some more of those skills, whether you have a comms person you're going to the conference with, you kind of divide and conquer, or you're by yourself and you don't have that person, or you're an assistant soup, you're a principal, and you're in charge of communications or will be one day, um, get ahead of it, start learning some of these techniques, and you can start implementing them now. I think that's a Fantastic point. It's no longer just for the school PR practitioner. Absolutely. It's for those in surrounding roles, those who aspire to be in leadership roles, principal, superintendent. So I think that's a really good point. Absolutely. I love the website. I'm on it now. It is super easy to navigate. It is super easy to read. And while that seems basic, there is a art and science into creating a web page. And that's uh, up to Sarah Laughlin for that. She is incredible. She is our webmaster and amazing. Uh, and that's just one of the many hats she wears. But her website design talent is is incredible. Way to go, Sarah! I love it. Job well done. Um, <laughs> if there's there's I don't know website design, we can talk hours about it. But it, <laughs> it, she did a fantastic job. It's yeah, it's, it's really, easy really to navigate. Good. I absolutely love it too. Yes. Yeah, everything that is there for you. Um, so as far as like change, if somebody's been to an Esper conference in years past, what are maybe some of the subtle changes they'll notice this year or some other opportunities and offerings? One of the new features we have that'll be, so the marketplace is where all the sponsors and vendors are. And what's really nice with the design of Union Station where we'll be, it really is kind of an open atrium style. And on one end of it, we're going to have something called the Career Center, which is new. So it's a place where you can come and get information about your professional growth and your career growth. We're going to have an opportunity to have some small sessions in there, which would lead to, you know, giving you the information you need to continue your career growth. We're going to have information about earning your APR. We're going to have information about the NSPR Academy. We're hoping to connect with some universities and have them there to talk about some graduate programs they have. Um, we're also going to have an opportunity for people to sign up for a one-on-one -on -one if they just need some career advice from some of our veteran school PR pros, um, just to say, hey, I'm thinking about this, or how do I get a seat at the leadership table, or you know, some of those kind of things to generate more of a, a personal one-on-one -on -one connection for those specific questions they have for their career. Um, I think that's really going to be well received by our members in in having some way and a place to go um, to be able to see where they can take their career and and help its trajectory. Love that. Yeah. And for first timers that are coming to the conference yeah. who haven't been, how do we help them prepare, make the most out of their Ensper experience? 
please go on Sunday to the first time at Ensbrough session. We're having it hosted by Derek and Anya, who are actually MOSPRA, Missouri School PR Association. They are the the seminar liaisons for us, and they're going to give us an incredible session for new people saying, make sure you do this. Don't forget about this. This is something you want to make sure to do. It's it's a great first session for you to get your feet wet before you, you know, we let you loose on the rest of the conference. But it's also a great way to say, oh, there's this many other people here who are new as well. I can find somebody and make a connection here. So it, it, it's a really great kind of icebreaker to get started. While we're talking about that, let me just ask one question that comes up in all the conferences I've planned. And it always seems to come up always, always, always. What do I wear? Let's talk about what to wear, right? It's, it's just one of those things. I have an answer for this, but Melissa, what's your advice for first timers? What do they wear? So this is our OOTD, right? The OOTD is dress comfortably because you figure it's St. Louis. It's the middle of summer. So we want to make sure you're comfortable. We always say kind of business casual, but there's, you know, if you have an ends for t-shirt, which we're selling the road to ends for t-shirts and you want to wear that, Hey, jeans might be appropriate with that. So it, it's about, your comfort level. We know some people always get chilly in conference facilities, so pack a sweater or something to that effect. Um, it, it's definitely not a formal dress-up event other than the very last day, the luncheon we have for the president's um, installation. You know, that would be more of a dress your business casual, but nothing, you know, no sequins required. I can say that for sure. <laughs> but also if you plan to do some walking, or if you're not staying at the hotel where we are and you'll be walking back and forth, you know, make sure you have sneakers, comfortable sandals, whatever it might be. Those are always something I recommend as well. That's awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. How about some of the, uh, I don't know if Dwight Schrute coined this term, but some of the fun activities that um, <laughs> will, will be happening. Some of the sightseeing, some of the evening yeah. receptions and being uh, in Missouri there. What, what can people look forward to? We're really excited for the opening celebration because in Union Station itself is an aquarium. And if we would have had it there in 2020, they were really close to having it finished, but I think it was going to be a really tight timeline. Well, what's awesome now is it's 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 done, you know, but it's a great reception place where you can go and see all of the amazing things in the aquarium, but it still has that gathering feel for us. And I think it's going to be incredible. Um, I believe we have a band lined up, which is local and maybe even related to one of our most members. So I'm excited about that. Um, we have that event and then several of the vendors and sponsors end up having events then on Monday night and Tuesday night of their own. Um, I'm not sure if all of those details have been locked on on where they're going to go and what they'll be having. But again, staying in tune with that website and we'll be pushing that out. Um, and then sponsors and vendors who are hosting also push those things out. My, one of the other events that I'm always partial to that I love is the K-12 PR chat tweet up. Um, that's always a fun one. It's a great way to actually meet in real life the people who participate in K-12 PR chat, which is a great Twitter conversation we have once a month on Tuesday nights. And um, this is the first year Enspra has officially kind of taken that, taken that on board. And so we're really excited to have a sponsor for that event who um, is from Story Fuel, and she's doing a presentation as well. She is an amazing public speaker, so I'm really excited to see the connection we can build with that aspect as well. Yeah, the, the K-12 PR chat tweet up in Anaheim was the first time, like, I followed all you guys on Twitter, yeah. and, and then you get to meet in person and 
make the connection. So that was super fun. That's such a good idea that you guys do that. And for people that don't know, what is the, um, I know what it is, but the K-12 PR chat, you know, on Twitter. It's, um, it's basically a, a learning conversation. Some people, you know, hey, Twitter's a dumpster fire is what some people say right now. <laughs> it is still ultimately for educators and, I, you know, and anyone related to education, school PR, educators, ed tech, administrators. It's the place where you make most of your professional connections online and have conversations online. That seems to be the easiest platform to do it. And so we come up with a topic once a month and we generate six, seven questions around that topic. And for one hour, NSPR is pitching out the questions and everyone else is chiming in with answers and conversations related to that topic. It's a great way to get ideas. Um, and to I always loved it because it reassured me, yeah, I'm on the right track. You know, that yes, I'm doing things that are, that I'm not the only one doing these things. I'm not, I'm not, you know, alone in this, which is really helpful. And then once the chat's over, I put them all in a tool called Wakelet. If you've not heard of that, it's one of my favorite compilation tools. I can take all of the tweets and package them into one long scroll and then can tweet out that link. So then people who didn't get to participate in the chat have access to the entire chat in Wakelet. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's super valuable. And when I can participate, which lately, it's, I feel like I haven't participated in a while, but I can always go back the next day, just search the hashtag, and I can kind of Absolutely. see some really great ideas. Yes. Um, so that's very cool. As far as the conference sessions, I know there's always themes. And when you guys are seeking kind of feedback on what your members want, what you want to provide, um, there's always kind of like crisis communications will, will be at every conference at, yes. from the beginning of time till the end of time because we all want to get better at crisis communications. Are there other things that you're offering uh, as far as sessions that – maybe a little unique this year or that, you know, was requested like, oh, I'd love to learn more about this. I think we have um, a good variety. Again, cr like you said, crisis is always something that really is going to be prevalent. We have several sessions that will help. Um, we have a lot of panel discussion options because it might be related around maybe school boards or bond issues or diversity, equity, and inclusion. There's a lot of conversations happening in the school education world right now, but it's, it's often sometimes topics that are maybe a third rail for some districts. So it's really a great way for us to ease into it and have conversations no matter where your district is on its journey and all of these is we want to have a session for you. So it might be a panel discussion. One might be a presentation from a school district who's taken that path. One might be from, you know, a school district who ha is in, with an embattled school board. So we really wanted to make sure that we provided a variety that no matter where your school district is, after 22, 23 has been kind of a, a struggle of a year for many places that we wanted you to find places where you could still go and learn, feel refreshed, be inspired and take ideas back. Speaking of the just amazing content, one of the things I do want to shout out to our newbies that might be listening as well that haven't attended an INSPRA. Maybe you've attended your state SPRA chapter conference. Maybe you haven't. And if you were in that, I haven't done it. It's a little bit like drinking from the fire hose. And when you get there, the content, it's going to be content overload. You're just going to have so many options and so many things to go do. So I can't stress enough. Check out the website now. Go through, like Ryan was just talking about some of those sessions. Go through and find those sessions that you think are critical for you and your advancement. And mark those down. And when you get to Inspro, grab that hard copy, highlight them, whatever you got to do. Get them on your calendar. It takes a little bit of work to get them on your calendar. But, man, I love that. 
Um, I wanted to ask Melissa, does Inspra have an app this year? Yes, we have an app, but it's not a year long one. It's one that we generate every time the seminar comes along. So okay. once that's ready, we'll launch it. And just like exactly what you said, you can either you know circle what you want in the hard copy of the book, but you also can create the calendar within the app. And I love doing that because I would put two or three sessions I wanted to go to in each slot. So if one was full, I could make it to the other. Um, sometimes I would just even poke my head in a room and if it was full, I'm like, oh, but I know that person. I'm going to hit them up after this session to find out more about it. Um, always, if I suggest, you know, if the room is full, you want to go to, you know, stop by after and see if you can catch the presenter and, you know, exchange a business card or something to get more information from them. And again, it's about building relationships. One of the biggest things, and I don't, I can't remember who coined this phrase, but someone in school PR always said that we're really big about admire and acquire is that we admire what everyone else does. And just like teachers, we don't have a problem if you want to acquire it and take it and use it as your own because that's what it's about. You know, it, it's about all of us becoming better at our craft. Yeah, and that's one, one of the great aspects of school communications is that we all are so generous and uh, giving our expertise and letting people, you know what, take this campaign for your district, go ahead. Uh, I tell the story, I was very competitive. I am a very competitive person, especially playing sports growing up and still trying to do weekend warrior old man sports. But when somebody first asked me to present at a conference we were holding here in Arcadia, I was like, and give people ideas to what? Like, no, I'm not giving them my good ideas. Like, I'm, I, I see them as competitors. But once I shifted my mindset to, no, we're all for public education. We're helping each other. If we can't help a kid here, you can help them there. So let me help you help more people. I, I think it's it's super valuable. And getting back to another point, too, is if you're kind of trying to convince your superintendent or your board that this is a beneficial conference to go to, you can look. So say you had a crisis issue that didn't go great in your district this past year, or you have, you're planning on launching a new social media initiative. You're going for a bond measure uh, this next year, a parcel tax. Go now to the website. The full program is there, and you can point out four sessions that you're going to go to and that you can, as Melissa said, and then afterwards, I'm not only going to this session to learn more about this initiative we're doing next year or to get better on our next crisis, I'm also going to you know, stalk that speaker at the end, talk to them, network with people. So you can take to them, like, here's my plan of action. We have these initiatives coming up next year. You want me to work on, especially if it's a bond measure or parcel tax, that is the easiest money you'll ever spend. So it's a thousand bucks, 2000 bucks, you know, for potential millions of dollars. It's a no brainer, but bring them the program. It's like, I see four sessions just for our initiative that I'm going to go to. Here's the speaker and then network, and then there's all these other things that I can look into. So it's all there for you to make the argument. You just need to take that extra step and kind of do it. Yeah, I want to capture yeah, I'll, I'll just, Oh, sorry, Melissa. No, I'm just, I want to capture that quote and use it in some marketing pieces. If you can send that to me, please. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll post, yeah, we'll post that on social media because it, it it's true. It's like, okay, so what these the superintendent, the board, like, what value are you going to get at it? And he's like, here's the sessions I'm going to. We have a bond measure coming up. There's six sessions with really good people talking all about bond campaigns. So I'm going to these sessions. I'm taking notes. I'm going to talk to these people. Uh, I'm going to create a network. And, you know, where do I sign is what the answer is going to be, the response is going to be. Exactly. And I would only take it one step further, and that is 
at that during that conversation, schedule the debrief with your superintendent right then and there. Say, not only am I going to go do that, but I want to come back and download with you some of the tips and strategies that we can turn into a successful bond campaign or that crisis comms or whatever that is that, you know, those examples like Ryan pointed out. But schedule that debrief and then sit down because your superintendent is just as engaged in the community and communications and everything else that is, as you are. They ha- they're just as committed to that work. And so it's, it's fun for them to kind of be pulled into the circle. Yeah. And, and so Melissa, before we kind of wrap up on the conference to get to some other ends for benefits, when do people need to make the ultimate decision and register by and anything else they need to uh, know before doing so? If they would like to get to, let's get to the, um, our super early bird window has closed, but we do have another um, window to go to so we now you can get the super early bird sorry super early birds gone you can get the early bird registration if you pay by may 31st so you have plenty of time to still walk this Mm -hmm. through and register then we just have regular registration as anybody after may 31st we've had people register you know a week ahead of time because it's 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 sometimes you do have to wait for that money to to be locked on um, mm-hmm. to decide. Um, it's always better. What I always love to do is pay for my membership and register for the seminar all in one fee. And then it really made it easy. It was kind of became the automatic renewal for me each year. Very smart. I just want to say I, I discovered something uh, stalking around on the website, Melissa, that I think is really <laughs> cool. And I saw this pop up on social media. Uh, I think it's our Facebook group. Um, just a few weeks ago about bringing a spouse or significant other. And I just want to throw the caveat out there that for the first time, I think it's the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, that Inspira is allowing you to bring a spouse or significant other for 125 bucks. That gets them basically all access, right, to the events and the networking, that some it of those opportunities. So the, it doesn't get them access to the sessions, but it does get them access to the evening events um, and some of the other uh, receptions that we have. Yes, yes. So great, because that's something that always comes up, and it's always in a cool city. And, you, of course, you want to bring your spouse or significant other, and then it's kind of awkward because, well, I want to go meet my friends too, and, and I'd love for you to meet them, but how, how do I, what do I do? How do I get you in here? And so – I just want to say thanks. That That's really fantastic. And for anybody that didn't know that, that is a thing this year. So lean into that. Yes. And can that I have cool. one more thing, too, that I wanted oh, to share is um, you may remember back in 2017, I think, is when it was launched. It was just kind of a grassroots effort, the road to Enspra where there was a hat that would travel around the country and then it would end up in the city where we had the seminar. It, was, it, was, it wasn't an ENSPRA sponsored thing. It was just a lot of members who loved that activity. It is now an official ENSPRA activity campaign and endeavor. And in the ENSPRA logo, you have that arrow pointing up. And so that arrow is now the mascot that we've taken. And so he's kind of right, right now he's just flat Enspra, but we're having a naming contest for him where we have a little cutout you can print out from the website to show him around your own city and the road it's taking to Enspra. Um, and we will have some great kind of swag packs put together for members who either win the contest or we'll have some prize opportunities for them at the seminar. But we're really excited to kind of go in the lane where schools already are. You have mascots, you have branding, you have all of those packages put together. So why not have us take the lead and show you, hey, here's some ways you can use a mascot 
in your own districts. And we're modeling what that could look like to build excitement for coming to the seminar. And, and using this as opposed to the hat, sending it around, it really is more inclusive. Even if you're not coming to the seminar, we want you included in this activity and to participate along the way. But it, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And we know the sponsors make the conference really tick without their support. Um, the conferences just don't happen. And uh, without sponsor supports, the School PR podcast doesn't happen. So I'd like to thank our sponsors yes. on the School PR podcast, Peach Jar, new sponsor. Thank them so much. Uh, if you have an issue with flyers and distributing flyers and you're still old school with all those paper flyers and those third grade teachers are, you know, all those flyers end up in their folders and you're still doing that. Let's talk, talk to Matthew at Peach Jar. They can hook you up with a very uh, efficient and systematic way and you will be a instant hero in your district if you're looking for some brownie points so check out peachjar.com nickel strategies too whether you're a one-man shop you're by yourself you just need some help with uh, strategic communications nickel strategies they have an amazing team that can really help you in your district with whatever your initiative or crisis is and SoundMind. Uh, SoundMind is amazing uh, app and program working with mental health in schools. So if you're looking to do some mental health and wellness supports for your students, SoundMind has a complete program that can come in and kind of take that on for you. Uh, they're doing amazing things. So check out soundmind.app for more information on that. Melissa, Enspra, besides the conference, I mean, everyone is pretty well-versed with the conference, but it is interesting what Matthew pointed out, too. There's so many, and you, so many new people in our field, so maybe they don't know about uh, Enspra Conference, actually, and they don't know about the many offerings if they have an Enspra membership. So besides the conference, what are member benefits for Enspra? Probably the first and foremost one is our webinars. We um, offer, I think, with our new themed one we have going. It'll end up being over 20 webinars a year for our members at no cost. We have um, Leaders Learn, which you have been a part of. It's our panel discussion ones about different topics important in school communications and in education. We have our PR Power Hours. We just had one last Friday. Those are more tips and tactical. Um, the one we had Friday was amazing. It was about taking your communications beyond translations for your audiences who are not native English speakers, that you really have to get to know the cultures that they're coming from. It was amazing. Then we have our new series we started in January, which are the mini labs. I know my background coming from education, photography was not my skill set. You know, I'm like, all right, how do I get the orange glow out of the kids' faces? What do all the knobs <laughs> mean on the camera? You know, it's like that part was foreign to me. So that's kind of what the mini labs are based out to do is we're taking the tools, the websites, the equipment, the platforms you use, and really breaking it down into digestible bites for you. You know, we had a great one on using Adobe Acrobat, Acrobat for PDF remediation. We had one about getting started using Google Analytics. I mean, it, that series has really taken off in terms of registrations. So I think you're going to continue to see that as a complete value, but it's definitely not the only thing. You know, we have our APR cohort, where if you don't know anything about being accredited in public relations to you're ready to take the plunge, we have a free cohort and it's eight weeks. It's every other week and you can meet and learn from other people and learn from the amazing APRs in our organization and then decide if that's the right next step for you. Um, 
We also have mentor match. And I, 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 I hesitate even calling it mentor match sometimes because sometimes it's reverse mentor or it's, hey, I just need somebody who does what I do. Can you connect me with them? That it is a process that you put, you know, you check off a couple boxes and it will find someone who says, yeah, I'm, I have, those are my strengths. And it will kind of partner you together so you can have those communications and, and, and make a new friend basically who does what you do to help your skill set, but I'm sure most of the people who sign up give just as much as they receive. Um, those are the big ones. We do have ones, um, our Ensper Academy. It's an additional cost, but it's a year long, basically kind of a college course where you're learning from a college professor and learning how to really dive in and develop a strategic communication plan. It's been amazing. We just wrapped up our last session a couple of weeks ago and um, their, their project, they're going to be submitting their final project in June. Um, we're launching a new academy next year. We're going to launch that information soon. So we'll have two different ones going. And then in partnership with AASA, we have the Leadership and School Communication Program which is designed for superintendents and school PR people to do together. But again, we realize there are districts where the superintendent, they don't have the capacity to hire someone. So again, it's another program where they can come in and get the skills they need to be successful. And we have some great learning going on there. The first one's in person at the AASA conference and the last module's in person at ENSPRA and everything in between is virtual amazing standalone sessions on every topic that is important to, to people who are in those two roles. And those you have ones off the top. <laughs> I know. And you, and you have the listserv. My only question to myself is like, where was all this when I was first getting into school PR? Cause are you kidding me? Talk about a great time to come in. Like you could be a rock star in six months with all this PD and just be skyrocketed ahead of the game. That's, that's amazing. The discussion group has been amazing. Seeing the uptick in people participating it has been really exciting. One of my favorite things we do that every Monday, Sarah and I put together a list of articles, blog posts, videos, things we found on Twitter from other associations. It's kind of environmental scanning. And we're doing that for you and then putting a list of all the links and we break it down by category. Maybe it's about staff. Maybe it's about education. Maybe it's about school PR. Maybe it's about writing. Maybe it's about technology. Um, just to keep you abreast and on top of everything that's happening because so much is happening all the time. It's amazing value because I, I was always of the mindset, you know, you need to join your state SPRA first, but there's different evolutions of where different state SPRAs are as far as what they can offer. Some are still young and growing and their numbers are low, but I mean, it, all the offerings you have, I mean, goodness gracious, that is such amazing support that the value. And I I, I feel like Enspera has, has never been at a better place. You're offering so much. The people, I know so many of the people, a lot of the CalSPRA board members are now in Enspera, and you just have such an amazing team. And it just, I've always been so impressed, whether when I was on the CalSPRA board, reaching out for help from Enspera, like, how do we do this and navigating it? You guys are always so responsive, always so helpful. And just, I just appreciate it, honestly, uh, all you guys at Enspera and what you've done. I know it's I know it's Matthew and I know being on a board, it, it's it's difficult work. You're trying to make hundreds of people happy, but what you guys have done, how you've worked together and what you've created to offer people and most of everyone involved in Enspera is volunteers and you guys, thank goodness, have a, a large staff now, which is fantastic, but kudos to you guys. I mean, Enspera is just really doing amazing things. So thank you.
Thank you. I think it's that development of the strategic plan the board did a couple of years ago that have really helped propel us in the right direction. We are always so fortunate to have a board that even though it changes from year to year, they're always, again, I think it's that philosophy that we all know why we're here and wanting to end up doing what's best for kids, that the direction the board gives us as staff members helps us, you know, who knows where we'll go next, but it's always going to be in that arrow pointing up, which is the right direction to be. We'll talk about admire and acquire. Calspra admired and acquired that INSPRA strategic plan and went through. That was our inspiration to uh, moving through our strategic plan. And much like INSPRA, Calspra has experienced significant success and growth uh, due to that work. So can't say thanks enough. Echo all the things Ryan just said. Yeah. If you're looking for more professional development, Ensper has you covered. School PR podcast. We have a lot of episodes on crisis communications, how to take photos, videos, social media engagement. So if you're new, we have over 80 episodes in that. Matthew's putting out great content to help you as far as PD on uh, PHR Extra Credit too. Uh, Matthew, I know you've been you've been actually traveling the world basically to get uh, some expertise. What have you been working on recently that people can check out, and what do you have uh, in the works with Peach Jar? Yeah, good. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. It's I'm really excited. I just spent a week in North Carolina. Just got back, and I did a really awesome session with Dr. Whitley, an associate superintendent for communications and family and community engagement. What kind nice. of title is that? Isn't that awesome for our profession? Uh, Dr. Whitley is amazing. We talked about community engagement and some of the things that they're doing there. And I met with Sheena Cooper from Durham Public Schools, and we talked about school marketing, district marketing and branding, and some tips and strategies districts can lean into in schools as well um, to really get their messaging out there and their marketing and their branding. And then last week also we did another one with Rhodes Branding and Molly uh, with, with Rhodes Branding. We talked about just the importance of focusing on the touch points related to all your customers, your, your, your staff, your parents, your guardians, the growth and retention in those areas. Uh, we got a lot more planned, a lot more coming up too. Um, Leslie Bruinton and I did one on all the communication systems that PIOs have access to. When do you use what? When do you send a text or an email or how all that works, which is cool. So that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So check out Peace Track Extra Credit. Uh, we've got and I don't know, another eight or nine videos that we're recording over the next couple of weeks also. So it's just going to be chock full of PD. I know you did a great one with Christine Peck, too, about community engagement and some campaigns and with Rob with graphic design. You, mm -hmm. myself, and Amber did a real deep dive into media relations. So if you're struggling with media relations and how do you improve that and grow that and go over some of the tough issues, we did a two-part on media relations, which I really enjoyed the conversation. We covered a lot. So uh, PHR Credit has a lot. Uh, so thank you, Matthew, for what you're doing. And Melissa, before we let you go, anything else that you guys have upcoming or we should know about uh, in the future with Enspra? Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean all, it's we're on all cylinders for the seminar right yeah. now. There's always other things boiling under the surface, but knowing that we're gearing up for that is the one I'll, I'll give the hat tip to the most. It's it's the work that everybody puts in for this is amazing and still managing new members coming on board, um, planning for things for the 23-24 school year. I, I mean, there there are a lot of great things to come, and the seminar is just going to be the start of it. Yeah, and the, when you mentioned the Leaders Learn webinar, one of the many offerings you have that, you know, I had the opportunity to come on and be on that panel. It was, you guys, A, you made it so easy for me to, 
participate, but it was such a diverse panel too. And it was really great to have somebody, uh, we had people from all over the country, but then we had somebody higher education, somebody at the university level too, which I think it's so important to get like their lens, their perspective. So I really enjoyed being on that panel and that conversation. And I think the people participating, the attendees got a lot out of it too, because they got different perspectives and it was all crunched into just 45 minutes or an hour. So I really think I love the thought process. You're not just, Oh, let's get a webinar. Let's have people on. You get, you can tell you put a lot of thought in so people can really get the most out of that hour. And I know that takes a ton of time because you're doing a lot of these, but there's, you guys are really thinking at a strategic level to help people. So I just, I noticed that and I truly appreciate it. Thank you. That, that makes me smile so big because that's actually one of my favorite things to do is the research into finding what members, one, what they want out of a webinar, but then that next step of, okay, who's the right puzzle piece to fit in? And all of, the, you know, it's it's kind of that strategy of take. You got to think three minutes ahead, three weeks ahead, three months ahead. It's like, all right, well, who are the best voices we're going to put in the, in the right seats on this bus for this webinar? And I mean, that one was a testament to that, you know, as we knew we wanted you to talk about the internship lane. David is a great voice to talk about hiring for your department and what you're looking for. And then I'm like, well, then our next missing piece is that piece in the middle was the college piece, you know, so I mean, I love doing the research for it. That's one of my favorite parts. Well, you can tell you did. You didn't just wing it like, oh, we, let's get a webinar on this and the, this person. But you you had that 360 lens. And that's actually episode 80 on the School PR po Podcast, Advancing the School PR Pipeline. Michelle Ewing, David Smith, and Barbara Hunter does such a great job moderating yeah. it. And it's more of just a discussion because she's so smart and she has insights and great follow-up questions. So it was just like, oh, we're part of this really – high level strategy conversation. It was just more of a discussion. So it, it, it was, again, fantastic. Great. All right, Melissa, we appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to Ensbra. Check out the website, register. If you need help, you need convincing, you're not sure, reach out to Melissa, reach out to Ensbra, reach out to myself, Matthew. We can you know, help you convince those above you to release the budget, release the hounds, and it'll be well worth it. Um, it's a great conference. It's really like your Spurs conference times 30 with all the offerings, the networking, and you're really going to build friendships and relationships for life. And you're going to go back and be like, oh my God, it, I wasn't dealing with that issue, but I remember so-and-so is an expert. They did an amazing session. So four years later, you're going to reach out and it's still going to be paying off uh, down the road. So if you haven't been to Enspra, you should go check it out. The website's super easy to navigate and all the like. Melissa, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Matthew, appreciate all your insights as well. And our sponsors, again, Nickel Strategies, check them out. Soundmine and, of course, Peach Jar and what they're doing with extra credit. And, again, if you need help with those flyers, that was actually one of the first things I did when I got to Arcadia. My first big project was going online with the flyers, and it was like – it was changed, so, you know, it was a little rough on some people, but, oh, my goodness, everyone just speaks the gospel of Peach Jar. Why didn't we do this earlier? And thank you, thank you, thank you. And now it just runs in the background. I honestly just, I don't know how it does it, but good work to the Peach Jar folks. So appreciate them and check them out if you're interested. All right, guys, that is it, episode 81. Thank you so much. We'll see you in St. Louis. See ya. Thank you.